0: Yes, us. Welcome to Greek Like Me, the podcast about all things Greek for Greeks, Hellenophiles, and anybody who's interested in learning about other cultures. I'm your host, Pamela Wood. Email us at stealthgreek at gmail.com to share comments, questions, and stories about Greeks, Greekness, or your own ethnic background. Orthodox Lent begins on Monday, March 18th this year, 2024. Wednesday, February 14th for the Western churches. There are famous carnivals leading up to Western Lent in Rio, New Orleans, the Caribbean, Venice, Southern Germany, Spain, Angola, Shrove Tuesday in Australia, a week-long celebration in Russia and other Slavic Eastern Orthodox countries, and parting throughout the Western and Eastern Christian world. But this is Greek like me. So we're going to touch on Greek pre-Lenten celebrations and then talk about the biggest carnival in Greece, which is also one of the biggest carnivals in Europe, Patras. Patras is the third largest city in Greece and is important for many reasons, including the Blessed St. Andrew and his magnificent church, a place of Orthodox pilgrimage. But today we're talking about carnival. St. Andrew and his city will get their own episode. Patras is a port city in the Peloponnese. kilometers or 131 miles west of Athens. Throughout Greece, starting in January, there are pre-Lenten parties, balls, masquerades, street parties, parades. Just as things begin to get dreary after the holidays, it's party time in Greece. As a side note, here in the U.S., Greek Orthodox have Glendis, a one-day pre-Lenten feast-slash-dance party usually sponsored by local church groups. As a minority religion in America, it's hard to party for days. But in Greece, up to 90% of the population identifies as orthodox. Let the party begin. The season for carnival in Greece starts on the Saturday after the January 17th feast day of St. Antonios or St. Anthony, and ends on Clean Monday, the first day of Lent. That's eight weeks of partying this year. The season is called a bocaries. According to Greek reporter, apokryas is one of the most beloved traditions in the country. Apokrya means without meat. But during carnival season, there are lots of meat and sweets and booze and music and dancing. And the partying is serious because for Orthodox, Lent is serious. It's a time of prayer, reflection, good works, and humility. And no meat, no fish with a backbone, no butter, no dairy, or any animal products. No olive oil, no alcohol, no gluttony. Every region in Greece has its own traditions in music. For instance, the music in northern Greece is known for halkina organa, or halkina music. Music with copper instruments, like trumpets, trombones, clarinets, what we'd usually call brass. Athens has celebrations going on around the city, traditional public orations of satiric poetry, and confetti battles, even mentioned in a Greek travelogue published in 1905 called Greek Life in Town and Country by W. Miller. We'll link some short videos of carnivals in different areas. Carnival in Greece traces its roots back to the celebrations of Dionysios, what Greeker than greek calls the original Greek carnival. Those raucous, days-long blowouts were meant to chase away winter and invite spring. Dionysius, of course, is the naughty god of winemaking, fertility, religious ecstasy, and major partying. There was excessive eating, drinking, dancing and singing, and people dressing up as goats. Even after Christianity grew up and then replaced polytheism as the it religion, Greeks were still putting on costumes and partying in the streets. Patras Carnival's origins were just after the Greek War of Independence, extra reason to celebrate. Patras has always been a busy port which connected Greece to the rest of Europe, particularly Italy. Most particularly Venice which captured Patras a few times in the 15th and 16th centuries. There were already pre-Lenten balls in private homes and public dances, but Patras's Carnevali Center started in 1829 with a grand ball given by one of the most prominent citizens of Patras, a wealthy merchant named Moretis. Greece was on the brink of freedom from the Ottoman Empire after eight hard years of war. The parties and balls began to evolve with Venetian influence and with the influence of the French troops of General Masson, who was stationed in Patras after independence, was won from the Turks. Parties, balls, and soon parades were celebrated in Patras before Lent. Public recitals of verse, especially satirical, occasionally naughty verse, have also been part of pre Lenten entertainment for centuries. But in 1860, the organizing of the soon to be famous Patras Carnival began. In 1864, the seven Ionian Islands, or the Eptanisa, (Epta means seven were reclaimed by Greece from Turkish control. Greek reporters says migrants from Eptanisa dramatically influenced the nature of the festivities with tremendous vitality, creativity, and a sense of fun that were part of their vibrant regional culture and music. The moved in and stepped up the game. In 1870, citizens paid for and built the first parade floats. This reminds me of Mardi Gras, Louisiana, here in the States, where the creation of the floats by folks participating in the parade is a major component. Later on, the Patras Council founded the floats, which are now designed and built by artists in the Carnival Workshop. In 1872, a German architect named Ernst Ziller saw the completion of his design for the Apollon Theater in Ayos Yorgo Square, St. George's Square, in Patras. It became the place to be for balls and parties and is still a center for celebration. Fun fact, Ziller eventually became a Greek citizen. What an intelligent person! The borbulia is one of the oldest carnival traditions of Patras. These are domino balls introduced in the 1880s or possibly as early as 1872. Beginning in the 18th century in Europe, domino costumes were worn at masked balls. They were long black robes made of satin, silk, and brocade, with colored piping along the wide sleeves. They usually had a cape and large hoods. With the half-masks commonly worn with them, it must have looked creepy elegant, like a high-class cult. But in Patras, it was really the great equalizer ball. Only women wear the domino, and in the early days, it was the first time women could come out and party unescorted. They were in disguise. No one knew who they were or what level of society they were from. The upper class mingled with merchants and the working class, and the men who wore their typical dress clothes to the party would choose dance partners for the night without knowing who they were. Keeping their identities hidden allowed people from all backgrounds, all levels of society, to mingle during a pocaries. The sense of release for women expected to conform to society's strict controls of that time must have been electric. The closely-watched daughters of respectable families could let loose without dishonoring their parents. Working women were temporarily free of responsibilities and from keeping their place. Nobody can judge you when they don't know who you are under that disguise. The carnival website says the term Wabulia was given the mass dance parties during the interwar period, meaning early 20th century, but post-World War I and it isn't really translatable. The website says the word babulia probably comes from the sound of meat being boiled in a pot. I love my mother's first language. There are so many words that evoke sounds and smells and feelings that in other languages might need an entire sentence of explanation. The babulia continues to be a big part of the Patras Carnival where mystery women still dance in disguise with their partners. If you want to attend, but you don't have a domino costume, don't let that stop you. They're provided at the party. Confetti throwing showed up at carnival balls in the late 1800s. Soon after Polemos," egg wars began. Shouldn't that be polimos war? Wait, avuopolemon. Somebody help me out with the grammar. Anyway, egg wars. Sounds gross, but they were wax eggs filled with confetti that were hurled from balconies of the partiers on the streets, taking confetti throwing up a couple of notches to confetti bombing. The wax eggs were later replaced with chocolates tossed from the balconies at partiers. Socolate polymon. Carnival was suspended during the Second World War and the Greek Civil War through 1950, losing that desperately needed party atmosphere for almost 10 long years. In 1951, carnival was back. In 1966, a major component of today's carnival, the treasure hunt, was added. The treasure hunt is a group activity within the larger group activity that is carnival. Groups of people register with the carnival committee. They can be any size. They're given a name and a theme for their group and have to come up with costumes that match the theme. They have to complete a series of challenges and competition with each other that will lead to a final clue solved by the winning team. The challenges are scattered all over the city for the duration of the carnival period and include quizzes, riddles, navigation skills that may include mapping the entire city to find clues, artistic challenges, occasionally scavenger hunts, pantomimes, dances, theatrical performances, and something the website called mixed spectacle. I don't know what that is but I want to know. The teams accumulate points throughout. It sounds crazy and fun. The winners of the treasure hunt get to organize the hunt for the following year. There's also an online game for uh, gaming lovers. It's a game of hidden treasure. There should be a link on the official carnival website. Then there are Carnivalopolis, Carnival cities, set up in neighborhoods or public squares all over the city. They're colorful, temporary structures that can be easily spotted and host games, arts and crafts, and other activities. There's a program for carnival, as the treasure hunt kind of weaves in and out of other activities. And here's where all those weeks of vacation time Europeans get really make a holiday season. Because folks from all over Greece go to Patras Carnival, and so do folks from all over Europe. How long would it take me in the U.S. to accumulate the vacation time? I would need to do something like this. Too long. I'm going to give you a rundown on the schedule of events for Patras Carnival. The 2024 theme is Be Unplugged, meaning go out and party instead of being on your phone or laptop or connected to the outside world. The whole shebang begins on the Saturday after St. Anthony's Day. There town-wide activities, including concerts, dances, acrobats, games, activities for kids. And on that day, a town crier in costume rides around the entire city of Patras on a musical float, calling out and inviting everyone to meet up at Ayos Square. Everyone gathers in the square, where there's an opening ceremony, and the mayor of Patras declares the carnival officially jumping. There's a morning parade with bands, decorated bicycles, what I saw called costumed cars. I love that translation. The Carnival Queen, who is actually a person, rides by on a float. The Carnival King is a big, maniacal-looking construction, hella big. The Carnival website calls the Carnival King the King of Laughter. He's usually sitting on a throne, dressed magnificently, holding a scepter. Quote, he has carmine cheeks and a runny nose from drinking too much wine. His head spins, his eyes blink, his hands move, greeting the crowd of spectators. The king is the centerpiece of the major parades and of the carnival itself. The float he rides on changes from year to year like the rest of the floats and characters in the parade. In 1955, the king sat on a rooster instead of a throne. In 1956, he sat on a barrel, a wine barrel, I'm guessing. In 1959, a recliner. Hey, changing with the times. In 1960, the king rode in a gondola towed by two sea serpents, led by the reins of a mermaid. Awesome. In 1964, he was rigged to stand up and sit down. The king's float is satirical, often reflecting whatever current social or political issues are in the public mind. In 1978, The designers of the float decided to call out military dictator-murderer and accused-cannibal Jean Bédel Bokassa of the Central African Republic, nearly creating a diplomatic crisis. The Central African Embassy expressed its, quote, acute dissatisfaction with the planned satire of its now self-proclaimed Emperor Bokassa, and the carnival king was modified into a fakir, which is a Muslim holy man probably created its own controversy, but maybe the carnival was just thumbing its nose at Bokassa, who is very much the opposite of a holy man. In 2017, during Greece's devastating financial crisis, the king was transformed into a plutocrat boarding the ship of inequality, like a pirate. In 2019, bourgeois democracy was satirized using the king. The king and the carnival floats and figures reflecting the themes of the different floats they inhabit are created and constructed every year by the carnival workshop of the municipality of Patras. They started out sharing depot space with other municipal departments, and in 1959 there was a fire at the depot where the floats were under construction. It damaged the king's float and two others and was believed to be arson. The carnival website called it the presumed act of fanatical Christian anti-carnivalists who were hostile to everything carnivalesque, considering it pagan and anti-Christian. There's nothing worse than a religious fanatic. Give the rest of us a bad name. Anti-carnival acts and protests continued for a few more years. So it wasn't just the U.S. that sucked in the 1950s. Anyway, Jesus went to a party and changed water into wine, I'm guessing he doesn't have issues with people having a good time. But my mother had two aunts that might have carried the kerosene if they'd had the chance. So nutty folks, who we may love dearly, are everywhere. Interestingly, one of the major contributors to the creation of the floats was a painter and iconographer. So, come on. I want to talk about the construction of the king and the floats because I had to know. And I want to share Early days, I'm thinking plaster, paper mache with varnish. I didn't see uh, what that was about. But for years now, these really amazing and sometimes freaky-looking characters have been carved out of styrofoam. First, the styrofoam is glued with polyurethane to an iron frame. Then the figures are carved into the desired shapes and layered in paper. Then they're painted with plastic paint, which, of course, I had to look up. Magicbricks.com says it's a thick, oil-based paint that gives a plastic feel and look, and is supposed to give a smoother, silkier finish. It's easy to clean and durable, quick-drying, and non-toxic. We've got three dogs, and we've added the link to the plastic paint rundown on our sources page because it sounds pretty good. After the plastic paint, the figures are varnished. Extra added protection against rain, wind, humidity, These styrofoam sculptures can be so big, they're sometimes created and carved in pieces that are joined by hairpins. The artists also use wire, latex, and other materials. The movement of the figures is done manually or with hydraulics. Some of the figures are created to be worn by participants marching alongside the floats, and of course they have to match the theme. The carnival workshop must be a full-time job for some of these people because they also produce figures for other towns' carnivals. The workshop belongs to the Directorate of Architectural Design of the Municipality of Patras, so these floats are serious business. After carnival is over, the floats and characters are recycled or repurposed with new paint jobs for the next carnival. Reduce, reuse, recycle. I like it. So... The morning parade kicks things off. There are activities scattered all over town. Then a party bake back at the Ayos Yorgos Square at 6 p.m. Later, a procession leaves for City Hall with actors, musicians, fire jugglers, harlequins. The treasure hunt begins. The mayor declares the carnival officially open at 9 p.m., followed by a chocolate war, where Greek reporter says the city's confectioners throw chocolates from City Hall balcony. And let me tell you, Greek... Socolata is delicious. And the open-air party is still going. The carnival website says St. Yorgo Square is turned into a huge dance floor where everybody has fun till the crack of dawn. And there's fireworks. There are masquerade balls, concerts, dances every night. There's a parade of chariots. Borbulia. The Thursday, two weeks before the grand finale of Carnival, is Csikno Pempti, also known as Burnt Thursday. This is celebrated all over Greece, so it's got to happen at the Patras Carnival, too. Tsika means the smell of burning meat. Grilling. Pempti is Thursday. Smell of burning meat Thursday. Because everybody is outside grilling meat that day. Restaurants, parties, families, everybody all over Greece, including Patras, is grilling meat. And if you've ever had Greek grilled meat, it is amazing. Chicken, pork, lamb, goat, sausages, you name it. It's a vegetarian's nightmare. Omelot.com says all of the people will eat meat, smell the ksikna, drink and dance. That evening, carnival acts, satiric short plays, folk music, traditional dances on to entertain the crowds, and possibly another parade with floats. They keep popping up. The Children's Carnival takes place a week before the grand finale. There's a children's carnival town made up of colorful, fun, temporary buildings in Ypsilon Alonion Square, which is a gorgeous space. But the Children's Carnival is something special. It has its own parade, populated by kids, with games, contests and miniature person fun. There are balloon makers, face painters, circus performers, stilt walkers. Its purpose is said to be creating an event to engage children and raise them in the carnival traditions, so they'll be ready to take over and keep the traditions going when they grow up. The floats usually have fairy tale or Disney themes. Listen, Google Greek translations of Disney songs and movies for a real treat. The children are organized into groups from different schools or clubs. They wear colorful costumes, just like the adult-powered parade. But all children are encouraged to be part of it, so if Anyone wants to dress up or decorate their bicycle, they're invited to just join in. It's estimated 14,000 children and accompanying adults dance their way along the parade route. Saturday night before the carnival finale, it's time for another parade. The night parade is known as Podarati podi, feet, because the entire parade is on foot, no floats. New costumes are worn by participants, and they have to be creative and spontaneous to attract the spectator's attention. Sunday, the last day of Carnival, the day before Clean Monday and the start of Lent, is the Grand Parade. It's a national event televised all over Greece. The floats and chariots are represented. Two city orchestras participate. Thousands of people march in the parade. I read people march, dance and party in sequined and feathered outfits to say goodbye to Carnival. Paper mache puppets make an appearance. The carnival queen dances by on her float. The carnival king takes his last lap. The last float of the parade is the chocolate float. Last chance to be chocolate bombed if you're in the crowd because people are flinging that socolate at everyone they pass. The carnival website estimates nearly 30,000 people follow the carnival king the four kilometer distance through the main city streets. That's about two and a half miles and it's time for the closing ceremony the new carnival king takes the throne and the partiers head down to the port to saint nicolaus street wharf the central key of patras harbor winners of the treasure hunt are announced the reigning king and his float are hauled out to sea and set on fire there's a fireworks display dance programs theater skits music and the mayor announces next year's theme and officially declares carnival closed until next year. But everyone keeps partying until morning. The program for the carnival is kept secret until the mayor officially declares carnival open, and there are a few other activities to mention that take place during the course of the carnival every year. For instance, Black Wedding. Visit Visitiva.gr website says the Vlack Wedding is one of the most lively pre-Christian remnants of ancient Greek ceremonies. This folk forest has been preserved over the centuries by Vlach peasants of the region of Aspropotomas that had remained untouched by the Turks and other foreign conquerors. It's still performed in Theba pre-Lent, but it appears now at Patra's carnival. It's an ancient ceremony relating to the fertility, regeneration and spring. It starts with a satirical exchange between the bride and groom during the wedding. And I'm going to quote VisitDiva.gr for the description of the event. The feast, the procession, dance, the flags, sharp satire, obscenity, and banter, nonstop dance, the actors in their peculiar costumes, including traditional shoes tied to white socks like ancient sandals and ivy branches on their heads, tricks, the dance of the dead indicating the resurrection of nature, the victory of life over death, are a few of the signs that this wedding, this multifaceted popular tribute, is an authentic relic of the ancient ordiastic Dionysian cult. Now I want to go to Thiva, because they have been doing it there for centuries upon centuries, and that event sounds like a party all by itself. The last special annual event of Patras Carnival I want to mention is the National Satire Festival of Amateur Artists, known as the Momos from Patras. Amateur performers from all over Greece gathered to compete and perform short satirical plays. It's a very important part of the festivities because satire is so Greek and has been part of Carnival since before there was Carnival. Momos was a figure in Greek mythology, the personification of satire and mockery, and should be my patron saint. Digging a little further, because one of Ma's favorite insults directed at us kids was Momol, BibleStudyTools.com claims in Greek lexicon, New Testament, momo means blemish, blot, disgrace. That sounds about right. Anybody else's mana call them momo when they were ticked off? Drop us a line. I want to know. Over 400,000 people visit Patras during Carnival, according to Greeker than Greeks. The motto is, anything goes. The point is to encourage everyone to dress up and let loose for a while, while leaving all problems behind, says Travel Greece. And you know, this must be a favorite time of year for travel companies. So that is the Patras Carnival, and it sounds like an incredible amount of fun. Because you know is Greek. Kales apokryas. Happy Carnival. Thanks for listening. Greek Like Me is a Stealth Greek production. This episode was researched, written, and narrated by me, your host, Pamela Diodes-Wood. Our very patient and hard-working producer, photographer, and post-production editor is Douglas John. Thank you, Eduardo Gill, for helping us chase down obscure facts. Visit our website at stealthgreek.com for resources, photos, links, and more. Please rate, like, and subscribe. It helps us get noticed so we can keep making content about Greeks and Greek culture. Find Greek Like Me on Facebook. Or on Instagram at Greek underscore like underscore me. See you next time. Yasas.